Konnichiwa, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about racing games, esports, and sim racing. Today, we are joined by John Munro, the one and only. How are you, John? Hello, everybody. I am good. It's been a while since I've been on one of these podcasts, Tom. Yeah, too long, too long. It's happy to have you back for this one. And we are going to be talking about Gran Turismo 7, because there's been a smorgasbord of information slowly dripping out amongst these behind-the-scenes videos of late, plus a, a Brembo trailer as well. And as we approach the March release, we're going to go through a few of the highlights and lowlights and what we think of it so far without having gone on hands-on yet. And let's see if you agree or disagree. Be sure to let us know in the comments below on YouTube or on the website comments as well. So first of all, John, Gran Turismo 7, it's happening. It's happening maybe sooner than we expected as well. Uh, based on the recent videos, trailers, articles that are on the Traction.gg website, any particular opinions or items that stand out to you? Just an overall feeling of excitement in general, which I, I say oh. this a lot on the Traction channel, but yeah, it, it's an exciting time because this game seems to have it all. Like All of the features that have been released, there's so many interesting things. It seems like everything they used to do with the Gran Turismo series is, mm. is, is back, but in a better and bigger way. You know, it seems there are new features as well, which are interesting. Not nothing too crazy, but I'm sure we'll get onto all of that. But yeah, my my general consensus is this is exciting. This looks really, really promising, and yeah, I just can't wait to see more. To be honest, I would I would agree with that sentiment entirely. But yeah, we just need to be careful. We've not played it and we're not trying it. But I mean, exactly. it does look ideal if you're a Gran Turismo fan, especially. But also if you're you know, relatively new to uh, racing online or race car driving games. It also seems to be accessible too. Uh, with that in mind, I think definitely so far with the communications, they're pulling at the heartstrings of those who have played the previous Gran Turismo games a lot. Uh, what What is it that you think makes this series uh, so revered? I mean, first of all, it's just the the global nature of it. You know, I think you're racing all over the world. That this game can be played in any country. It's kind of it's it's got this universal connection to it um, because it's everyone's love of cars. Really, it doesn't really yeah. fall into any particular culture or anything like that. There is a bit of everything, and also I feel like there's so many different aspects to the game that make it fun, from the driving side of things to the customization, the tuning. Uh, you know, even stuff like license tests, like there are so many different elements to cars and racing that this game actually caters for that I feel like it just gives it this kind of global appeal and it does it in such a good way as well with high quality, which is the big thing with Gran Turismo. Everything is meticulous. Everything is high mm. quality. Everything is high quantity as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find things that upset people with Gran Turismo. And the thing, as you say about this game, is that it seems to be harking back to a lot of the previous things that people loved about the older Gran Turismo titles, which is probably the one thing where GT Sport fell flat a little bit. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, well, we've mentioned it several times on the podcast that I probably talked about too much, but that GT Sport in particular was almost like an expanded online mode test out, which was brilliant, but the full fat single player career and in-depth car collection and stuff wasn't really there. And I think that's another reason why they're playing up to that so much in the pre-release information about this particular game. I think when it was first, the first um, trailer came out for this, which was in the PS5 reveal event, uh, the words on the screen were Gran Turismo is back. So it's very, very obvious where they stand with that. And as you say, it is an important title. So over 85 million sales worldwide in total, which is a staggering figure. Um, but even the slightly lowly GT Sport 
has managed over 8 million users as well, which is still very, very impressive. So I think it just goes to say, you were talking there about a global appeal. Cars are a, a universal language, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. There's... It's so fastidious, as you say as well, the game. So if you're into cars, this is a game where you know they're going to be replicated in probably the most highest detail of any other platform out there. 100%. And it ranges as well from, you know, your standard road cars, like the, the first car you would ever own, you know, a little Nissan mm. Micra or a, a, you know, a small Ford, or there's so many, there's such a big range as well, because you get that. And then you've got Le Mans prototypes, group C's, you've got future concept cars that can do 300 miles per hour. It's got everything in terms of, you know, the love of cars. There's no, there's no person that will sit there and say, oh, you know, I'm not so, sh- I'm not so keen on the type of cars they have in Gran Turismo, because there isn't any type of car that they don't well, have. You do see some people saying that, which I, I, I disagree with. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to me, the key thing with this, and Gran Turismo 7 looks to carry this on, is it almost charts the history of the automobile. So they have like a new car to the game will be an old car in real life. And people might say, oh, it's, a, it's an old car. But it'll be something that's got heritage or provenance and helped the motor car in a certain way or helped to brand distinguish themselves. So one big one that I keep focusing on is a Porsche 917 sports car. You know, that's not the latest take on, although that is in the game, or it's not even the 918 Spider hypercar, right? That, but it's such an important car for Porsche with its uh, race victories that as you play through the game, what I'm hoping for this this time around is it also just gives you the lineage of each brand and here's this important car. So one of the cars in the trailers has been this classic Le Mans Alpine, which yes. I didn't even know about until seeing this game. Um Alpine are in F1 at the minute. They're in WEC at the minute. They've got the lovely A110 sports car, but also, oh, look, here's something from the past why you should care about them. And so that's a key thing for the Gran Turismo franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. It's funny that you mentioned the Alpine, the A220, because I I hadn't heard of this either. And I saw images of it on, it was actually through the Traction article. And I was just like, I didn't even know about this. You know, and I feel like I do know a lot of Le Mans history and I've watched loads of races from different eras, but it's hard to find footage when you go a bit further back. And it's just another interesting car that adds to the Alpine story. I feel like Alpine, especially, I'm going off topic here for a brief second, but Alpine is a brand now that they're come back into Formula One and into prominence. They seem to be, um, almost people are learning more and more about them. They seem to be getting themselves out there in video games more and more. So this is just a great example of where, you know, another brand where we'll learn a little bit more about the lineage through Gran Turismo. And I feel like, as you say, that's been something that's been prominent in all Gran Turismo games. Even when I was a child, I learned so much about my car racing history through Gran Turismo cars. Yeah, actually, that reminded me, GT Sport has this weird uh, thing where if you just sort of leave the game idle, a picture will come up with a moment in history. Now, often it's like, Oh, this Mercedes C-Class was facelifted in 2003 or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, all right. And then other ones are like, this person landed on the moon. And Donald Trump became president. It's like, oh, okay, weird. It's got this whole history of the world, which is a bit highfalutin. But um, I'm wondering if this, again, will be integrated in GT7, and uh, but in some more playable way, perhaps through the, the campaign, which I'll, we'll touch on in a bit. So what we'll do now, because we've been gushing a lot about, oh, the history of the cars and the game and stuff, but let's talk about specifics. So based on, there's a current video series at the minute being released on the internet. Some episodes have leaked, rather unfortunately. Uh, But it's called Behind the Scenes, which kind of irks me a bit for two reasons, right? Because the T in Behind the Scenes is capitalised. That's not good grammar. And second of all, 
it's not really behind the scenes. It's just a series of interviews with the series producer, Kazunori Yabuchi, and they're interesting and really lovely, and there's some details in there. It's not really behind the scenes, right? That would be like, ooh, we're in the development studio, and here's how we make a car and stuff. I digress. So each of these videos is dropping at a random time on the PlayStation and Gran Turismo TV YouTube channels, and each one comes with like another little tidbit of information. So, so far from these, we have seen, and let's cover the two The two big things, I think, are there are these neon lights going across the screen, you know, and if you put them together, one of them, we believe, is Apricot Hill Raceway, a returning Gran Turismo game, and one of them is Deep Forest Raceway. Uh, any of these tracks uh, you know, part of your childhood, John, perhaps? Definitely. They're not the two that I would pick first. Oh, um, what would you pick first? Uh, Trial Mountain, which we know about yeah. and it's going to be there anyway um and I, I also really do like grand valley as well i think that's what's called grand valley speed yeah yeah the internet is waiting for grand valley come on yeah. where's grand uh, valley i would even put and then it's between deep forest race not that i've ever thought about this but between autumn ring and deep forest <laughs> raceway for for third place so but either oh. way i mean i love the way they've dripped this out right this is such it was so cool that it was the moment when you realize what the lights actually mean i just thought I that know. was really clever and a very gran turismo thing to do like attention to detail is key yeah, they love, if historically through the launches of the games, they love where other titles might just shout about a feature. They'll put out a trailer that's about something, and then within there, there's a few hidden things. It's a new car, it's a new track, it's a new feature, or Ooh, what's it going to be? Now, that's either genius, or it's just not very well thought through. I'm going to lean on the side of genius. I'm feeling generous today in terms of their PR strategy. But what you get is a load of articles and forum posts and social media posts speculating what it's about, which then leads to the hype. And so I was a bit annoyed when I missed the first the Deep Forest uh, clue because I was also checking out the cars in the trailer and, and writing about that at the time. I'm with you there, though. You mentioned one track that I'd completely forgotten about, Autumn Ring. That was the first one in the first Gran Turismo game that you ever played. So that has an affinity with a lot, a lot of people. Um, I'd love to see that as well. But, I mean... If Deep Forest is in there, again, we've not seen the track in action. We've only seen Trail Mountain, right? This to me says these 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 two tracks in, are going to be in there, Deep Forest and Apricot Hill. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's, the devil is in the details with this teaser. So also was mentioned were several new cars, again, in a typical Gran Turismo fashion, because it wasn't, I mean, okay, through each trailer, there's been one or two new cars on the track, but there was this brief freeze frame, blink and you miss it section where behind Kazunori's head was like a list of cars. And you had to go through and pick out um, ones that are going to be in there. So I'm going to ask this really random question to you, John. Yeah. Are you really excited that the 2014 Volkswagen Polo GTI is going to be in the game? So excited. Cannot <laughs> wait to try it. They're, I don't give a crap about that car. To be fair, Tom, you, you did all the hard work so no one else has to with those cars. Work, you're going and look, looking very closely at every freeze frame of which all the different cars. There was a mystery BMW M3 in yes. there as well. And I've not gone back to it since to look into it yeah. uh, further. I couldn't tell which generation of M3 that was. So if anyone knows, let me know on Someone social media. Will. Someone definitely will. Yeah, they definitely will. I have to spend the time writing about other stuff but because they keep releasing these trailers each time. But yeah, no, the, the Polo 2014 is a weird one because the year before that, I had a turbocharged and supercharged engine, which was interesting. For the facelift of 2014, they removed that. So I was like, oh, why is that one in there? Is it is it maybe to do with the rallying pedigree? Because maybe when they came into the WRC, it was around That's a good that point. Time. Maybe that was around that time. There was a they're very successful with Ogier, weren't they? Ooh, yeah. get the article updated. Yeah, <laughs> let's get on it. Uh, but there were other cool cars there. So a lot of classic Porsches, um, 964s, 993s, if you know your 911 model codes. 
um, the Mercedes AMG GTR, which is a cool car. GT1 and Porsche I spotted as well, I think. GT1 Porsche, the Strassen version, yes. the road version. I can't wait. Uh, the 300 SL Mercedes, a classic race car from 1952. Um Again, it just goes back to what we're saying about these are important cars in history that sometimes you don't necessarily see in other video games, and Gran Turismo will perfectly replicate them. And plus, there's a lot of cars from GT Sport as well. So the cars and the tracks are sort of the big headline takeaways from this, um, in my opinion. But then I would also say, now further trailers have been released, and at the time of recording, there have been six in total, and there'll probably be some more. So if we missed a few things out, it's probably just because of the way of recording in the past for the future. Um, there was also this Brembo trailer, and Brembo were uh, announced as the official parts supplier for brakes. I'm like, okay, whoop de do. But within that, we see more car tuning options. And I think that is something that you could perhaps dive into a bit, John, in terms of there's been... Uh, an absence of that for for nearly over a decade, I would say, since GT6. And it's good to see that return, I think. It's crazy to think, actually, that GT6 is over a decade away because we're only only talking about GT7 here, but obviously with the sport in the middle. But either way, yeah, totally agree. And what you were saying there about, you know, cars and tracks are obviously a big part of it. I actually feel that with all the announcements that have happened so far and the things we do know, it's the other stuff that really gets me excited. It's right, interesting. The, the single player immersion that I'm seeing. But yeah, the tuning parts are a big thing about that, of course, as you say. In the past, we've had different levels of tuning for cars, whether that's, you know, lightening them, upgrading, you know, the engine, the suspension, brakes, all this kind of stuff. But we've never really had individual brands getting involved. It's always been quite generic and quite simple. And, you know, if you want to make your car really good, you just buy the most expensive of each part and, and that's you. But as you say, with this Brembo announcement, I think that opens the floodgates to, to everything because what we're saying now is, okay, real brands can get involved with this mm. uh, and begin to develop bespoke parts for cars. And maybe you're going, well, this one might be better in high-speed corners, but this one's better in low-speed. And there's always been that element with Gran Turismo where you can tune things to specific circumstances. But this is going to take that to a whole new level in my opinion and it'll really bring you know i think it brings another new element to the tuning side of the game which was always a big part especially for me growing up as well with gran turismo 4 and even the tuning specific cars we might see a return of those kind of things and there's so many things to get excited about thanks to this announcement because it's not just the announcement it's what it means in the long term yeah it's a really fascinating element of this release that the Brembo announcement also showcased more specificity to the car parts. You've always been able to have like sports brakes and racing brakes, or not always, but in, in some previous uh, Gran Turismo titles for your car. But this one had like for uh, Mercedes AMG SLR McLaren, it had like carbon brake upgrade because that car had carbon brakes or optional. Oh, yeah, I think it came with carbon ceramic brakes, um, one of the early adopters of that. And so it had a, a more appropriate braking upgrade option for that particular car. Now, we've only seen a few screenshots of the tuning options or little snippets of video, so we don't know if that applies to every vehicle in the game, right? Um, But from these few little hints, it does seem that the car upgrade parts are not only more plentiful, but they are more specific. To your point about official manufacturers in there, one of the recent ones had like Bilstein branding involved, and I wonder if they could have like specific suspension parts as well. And there was like rays for the wheels, although there's always been branded wheels in the car in Gran Turismo games, but never really parts. So yeah. that'll be one thing to keep an eye on as we run up to um, the release. Uh, to yeah, see if thing, there's going to be loads or not. If it's just a few or just loads of them. Well, we definitely. don't know. Sorry, um, I was just going to say another thing that's really exciting about the car parts was the 
is it extreme tab that was yeah. in the trailers because normally the car parts are kind of you know it's one big pile of stuff and you get a sports one and a race one and a standard one or something right but we've got i think five different tabs of different levels of raciness um but the one that's the really parts. exciting yeah. is and i know you're excited about this is the fifth and final extreme tab because you were saying to me earlier that that maybe harks back to something you saw back in gran turismo 2 yeah so well in gran turismo 2 they had that this racing modified option for certain cars where you pay one big fee and uh, it might be in the first Gran Turismo as well not just two certainly the PlayStation 1 versions and it would change like every part on the car to make it into a race car even like add a different livery to it uh, body kits and things like this basically it would effectively change it into a different car and we haven't seen in these preview videos what these parts tabs are in terms of the contents of the racing and extreme section but to me extreme was straight away like oh you know, what if you could turn um, yeah, an NSX into a specific drift version, for example, or a rally version of a hatchback? Um, so that's what well, we've not seen what's in this extreme tab yet. So I really would like to see more specific video on that. I'm sure we'll get to it as a later date. And I would also temper it slightly and suggest that perhaps, like the early Gran Turismo's, if there is anything crazy in there, it will be car specific and it probably might not be on every car in the game. But the fact that there's the extreme tab there, I was like, ooh, what could what could this be? Definitely. What what other single player things are you looking forward to? Because obviously we've seen the announcements mm. of like the cafe, which we don't really know much about yet, but there seems yeah, to be that's weird. goals that we're going towards and objectives, which maybe have a it's a game within a game, which I think is quite a good thing when it comes to car collection stuff. And we've also yeah, it's gonna be like a Final Fantasy or Pokemon of car games, isn't it? Which yeah, is exactly. Cool. And and it gives you another goal that's not just about driving on the track, it's about doing other stuff. And we've also obviously seen the auction house as well, used cars returning. There's there's so many I mean, I, I don't know where to start really. There's so many more things. <laughs> that have been announced some of them new some of them returning that that are there to get excited about in the single player front at least there's two it brings two points and i think we both agree on this in that uh one we'd like to see more of actually what the single player racing structure is going to be yes this all seems to be like tuning and collecting and metagame stuff which is amazing Uh, that'll be the main hook for me but we still want to see what the campaign is and second of all it's the game's focus is clearly more highlighted upon this right than than, than perhaps even the driving at this point, but we'll have, to, we'll have to see on that. So in terms of a single-player campaign, is there anything that you would like to see, or would you like to see all these elements like woven together with some good AI racing? It's For me, it's a bit boring because like Gran Turismo 4, and I've said this so many times in the podcast, it, it is the best game for me that I've ever experienced. It's the most fun I've mm. ever had with the game, and that was all thanks to the way GT Sport mode worked, or GT mode, um, which is the single-player kind of career aspect of the game. So... I'm just kind of hoping there's a similar feel to it where you have to, you know, you start off in the slower cars, you, you, you've got certain requirements you have to meet to get into championships, and then you can work your way up, you know, by earning, winning cars, um, obviously earning money, buying one that's eligible for the next championship. And I hope there's that form of progression because that was missing in GT Sport. GT Sport just felt like, you know, you're ticking a box, winning a race, move on to the next, move on to the next. I really want that car collection aspect to be relevant to the racing you're doing. I want to feel like, I can't do any of the bigger races until I've earned enough money to buy a race car and then I'll ease my way in through that. So I hope there's that and I hope there's all the different types of it as well. You know, we used to have you do the the special events and then you had the the standard kind of racing events and you had world world events as well. There's I hope there's a bit more variation to it, but it does look like these kind of things might well be there. But maybe I'm I don't know, it's it's hard to tell. Very difficult to tell. And I would like that too. Because we haven't we've seen a lot of like 
we've seen like a, a screen of like the used car dealership and a uh, still screen of like the license test screen and one of the cafe. And so we don't really we don't really know. We are, we're hoping for that, right? Yeah, we're the hoping one for that. The thing I would take away as solace from these screenshots is that in the Gran Turismo cafe, and I'm looking at it right now, there's like a like a menu. Good old Lucas here is is very he's prepared his very special first menu for you. Apparently, it says collection. Collect three cars within the Japanese compact car class. There's a Toyota Aqua, a Honda Fit might also be known as a Jazz, and the Mazda Demio might also be known as Mazda Two. And it's and it looks like to me when you if you collect these three cars, it gives you a reward of a roulette ticket. What's a roulette ticket? Sounds like a super wheel spin from Forza Horizon to me. Exactly. And then, and so what? And what are the rewards? It could be it could be spoilers, wings, wheels, color, paint colors. Actually, they love paint colors and, and wheels in Gran Turismo Sport to unlock. Um, and then it also says track open, Sakuba, Autodromo Lago Maggiore, as we know about. <laughs> and that was a good Blue Moon, Yeah, thanks. Blue Moon Bay Speedway. So it feels like if you acquire or buy, I don't know. It says acquire, so is it just buying it with credits, or do I do a challenge to get them? Then I unlock these cars. It also unlocks a roulette ticket and track opening. So certainly there is a big in-depth structure there, regardless regardless yeah. of how it's weaved together. But yeah, we'd like to see more on how the actual on-track racing is structured. That's that is one thing. Just quickly before we move on from that, the the roulette thing is there's one. I really hope that this is one area where they do differentiate from the likes of Forza. I, what yeah. I don't want to happen is after I've done the Clubman Cup, I get a roulette spin and I win an Audi R8 LM from 2001. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be unlocking the best car in the game within ten minutes. I, I with the Gran Turismo, the satisfaction the first time you own a race car. Maybe it's just because I was a kid at the time, but it was huge. Uh. And I kind of hope you have to earn it a bit. I, I understand that people's attention span is less these days, but I do feel like they, I hope they don't make the roulettes too powerful, basically. I hope it's, mm. as you say, colors, paints, or maybe a little bit of credits, or maybe yeah. a, car, a car if you're really lucky. But yeah, I, that's one thing I'm kind of I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It is for. a weird thing because in the top right as well, they've got the daily miles returning, which in GT mm. Sport, if you do your daily miles, you log into the game, it's connected online, so you can't cheat. And you just do, if you do a certain number of miles, I forget the number now, uh, in the game, online or offline, or, what, or in VR, whatever you're doing, um, it will unlock a, a roulette wheel, will will appear with four cars, it spins around, and then you unlock one. I don't know if this replaces that system, the daily miles just give you like an XP bonus, or you just get a roulette ticket, and it's just like you say, there for um, visual cosmetic items, of which I'm completely fine with. And I'm with you there. The, there is um, the grind is real, but it's also part of the fun. But there was a grind in GT Sport, which was very different, but it did give you similar feelings, and that was to try and get through the XP levels. It's not the same, but I'm wondering if these days if they've switched across to that because other games did. Well, well I we'll would see. I would think that I would think there's a good chance of that, and that's also because of the online aspect. Because I think if you're racing online, you maybe don't want to spend hours and hours in slowest cars trying to earn enough to buy a, a yeah, road yeah. car. You you, you want to jump straight into maybe GT4s or touring cars mm. or because racing online is different. Like for me, the, the racing in the early Gran Turismo games, it wasn't necessarily about racing cars. It was just about cars, like road cars. It, you know, racing was it had a different meaning to it rather than motorsport specifically, if that makes sense. Slight differentiation. And I feel like online racing has has that feeling where motorsport is more 
at the core of it. And therefore, people are maybe going to want race cars earlier. So maybe it would be good if there was some sort of separation. Like we had race some race yeah. cars you could loan or use in, in online races to take part in events. Mm. But actually, in the in the single player, you really had to earn enough to, to make that. But I mean, yeah, there, there's so much That's we a good speculate point. about it. We won't know. That's a really good point. Yeah, I suppose the AI racing in previous countries, but recent countries where games has been pretty poor. Yeah. You basically just start at the back because the AI can't race against you. But the online was really amazing, and that's where you got your real racing, overtaking, defending, attacking, uh, you know, feeling from. So I'm wondering if, yeah, in Gran Turismo 6, if you played online, this is getting real Gran Turismo nerdy now. Apologies, everybody, but it's a Gran Turismo episode, right? It's acceptable. Um, when you opened a lobby, uh, there was like a menu of like preset. I've used the word menu because that's Gran Turismo Cafe in my mind. There was a list of cars that you didn't have to own in the game, which you could play and use online in different categories. Yeah. And so if that, that was implemented here for the sport mode, for example, then you might get that separation. You might get your lengthy career that you're after in progression, John. But that is a concern to us then. I think that's fair. Definitely. Progression system. Let's fingers crossed on that one. I think the issue with that is you can't win because it's. I think it's mm. going to be very tricky to have both. Um, so maybe the, because Gran Turismo as a series has shifted towards the focus maybe being more online or at least for that for GT Sport it was maybe we'll see the single player dragged along with that a little bit and that is something mm. that's something I'm slightly worried about but that doesn't mean they can't come up with a kind of new or change system that actually yeah. brings just as much enjoyment as well so it's it's a balance. We'll wait and see, but that's that's I suppose our hopes and fears all wrapped into one. Uh, part of for this game, I guess. Uh, another new thing we should mention is uh, dynamic weather, which is a series first. Is that something you're particularly looking forward to? Yes and no. It's it's not the thing that makes me excited to play the game, and that's probably because yeah, same. from a sim racing background, I'm kind of used to dynamic weather. I've played lots of games with it. It's new for Gran Turismo to have that changeable condition that we saw in the screenshots of Sukuba specifically, where we had the dry line emerging and the marbles being pushed out. That be- beautiful. And I think it, when I was younger in Gran Turismo Four, something like that would have been really cool. Where if a race, you know, one of the 24 hour races, you had to pit for wet tire, you know, stuff like that. Mm. But I think nowadays it's maybe less of a thing to get too excited about. But it's good to know that they're that they're moving into that. And I think in terms of visually and the way it's going to feel, Gran Turismo will do a good job of actually um, making the dynamic weather realistic and and exciting to do. You know, I think it'll be a good version of dynamic weather if that makes sense. There's, I'm looking forward to it, but I don't actually care about it that much. But yeah. I know that there's a load of people on the internet who have requested this for ages, or said, well, that game's rubbish because it's not direct dynamic weather, which is a very narrow-minded view, in my opinion, because there are other elements that make up a game. Like some some games out there that call themselves simulators don't even have rain at all. Yeah. Um, and it's fine, really. There are Yeah, there are two elements that I think, okay, about this, that let's wait and see again. Um, is it just going to be on Le Mans and Sukuba? We'll find out. In the previous Gran Turismo game, rain was only on a certain number of tracks. Fine by me, but... Um, Let's wait and see how many locations this is available on. I'm going to say it's probably not available on any of the gravel rally stages, which, again, understandable. Then there's also, will it be... Um, we've seen this, the pictures of the progression of the weather at Sakuba, right, where the drying line emerges, but will it actually be uh, dynamic in the sense of if I go on the wet line on slicks, am I going to get less grip or not? Is it, Or is it just a visual thing? 
I, I think with Gran Turismo, it will be. I think it will be. But what I, I would, so. what I'm not sure about is, is whether you know, if everyone in an online race was to drive in the wet part, would that become the drier part? Stuff like that. I don't uh, know. Maybe that's pushing it a bit too far. That might be but, pushing it a bit too but far. I yeah. do feel like Gran Turismo wouldn't. I don't think they would um, do a half go at it. I feel like they'll go all in. Right. And they will. You know, if if it looks dry on the inside and it's wet on the outside, there will be more grip on the inside. That's just my thoughts. And another thing I'd like, which is probably pushed it too far as well, is where if it's just wet. The outside line sometimes are certain corners, like the karting line is is has a bit more traction. But one hundred percent, I don't really mind if it doesn't, um, because most games don't have that. Um, That's that is something I would like to see some games do a better job of. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Grand Turismo will be the first, but it's it's so true because yeah. like from ex- having experienced a lot of wet weather racing in real life, there is so much more grip in so many situations on the yeah. outside line. It's ridiculous. Like it looks stupid, but it actually works. And I, yeah. I think Except if any course, game's going to nail it, Grand Turismo might. Yeah, sorry, that was a bit rude. But Assetto Corsa Competition, it claims to do that, but I don't think it really does it. A little bit. It does a little yeah. bit. It goes It goes part of the way. You go a little bit offline, there's a little bit more grip, but it doesn't It doesn't do it in a way that it, mm. the real, in, they would in real life, you know, where you're right on the outside sticking to the edge. Um, and it's But every track's different and stuff. And obviously we're going off topic a bit here, but Gran, yeah, Gran Turismo, I don't think it'll need, it doesn't need to go that deep into the if no, it's gonna I don't have dynamic so. weather you stick yeah. to the dry line it's going to be a bit more grippy i understand that but if anyone was capable of doing it i think they probably would be yeah and if they are going into that insane detail which judging by everything else in the game they do um that would lead me to suspect it's only going to be in certain tracks which again it's it's no huge deal at least it's there and maybe at least on the tracks that it doesn't have rain if that's the case there might be still dynamic uh time of day and stuff like that and lighting conditions so that's that's also something we have to see and play out. Is there anything that's not been announced so far that you'd like to see in there? Um, I'd, I'd like to hear more about the driving physics and stuff. Mm. I, mean, I say that. I, I more mean that we haven't heard that much about the driving physics. I'm not really sure I need to hear that much about them because we all know what it is. It's Gran Turismo. It's it, it's accessible, but real, but based in realism. And there's a lot of things that are simulated really well, but it's not try i don't think it's uh, these days anyway i don't think it's trying to be the most realistic sim out there i think it's trying no, to be it's, it's trying to be a realistic driving simulator that's accessible for everyone including people on controllers and kids so um even though that's something we haven't heard much about i'm not sure we really need to uh i think that's fair i think it's an authentic driving experience and i do think when you see people competing in gran turismo esports and the fia championships those are excellent drivers regardless of platform they're being there is something when you've got a wheel and you focus your time and play with the setups, it does give you a sense sense of realism. But you're right, it's not an out-and-out simulator, but it's clear from the messaging it's not trying to be either. Yeah. You're going to get a good driving experience with, hopefully, this really cool car collection aspect that hooks you in and the history of the vehicles as well. Um, one thing that we haven't seen that I would... No, it's not a feature per se. Well, there's two things. We haven't seen online stuff in action because Honori has said, okay, it's going to be like GT Sport, but built upon with some stability improvements and extra features. So I want to see what that is. I'd like to see what that is even. And also, we haven't seen what the game looks like on PS4 yet, which is a, which is a bone of contention. Um, I think it's a great thing it's on PS4, but some people were unhappy about that. Um, but I mean, if you have it on PS4 and I have it on PS5, we can still race together. That's what, that's what I see out of it, and happy days for that. Yeah, that's the important thing, isn't it? And it, someone's experience might be slightly better than someone else, but if a person that can't afford a PS5 or can't get hold of one wants to play this game, we want everyone, you know, the more players, the better, right? We want yeah. them to be able to play it. And as you say, you can go on a PS4, your friend on a PS5, you can race each other. 
I do, do not see the problem with that whatsoever. We are The only thing we're not sure about is how it's going to look on PS4 yet. Correct. Correct. I mean, I did see some comments saying, oh, well, I bet it runs at 30 frames on PS4. I mean, maybe, but the Gran Turismo Sport runs at 60, so why would it run at less than that the, if it's if it's going to be the same? The graphics and, of Gran Turismo have always been really good. And yeah. if, if, even if it's the same as GT Sport, for me, it's the features that's exciting me. The graphics exactly. are amazing, but I'm not worried about that side of the game. I, I'm just excited to have this more grand single-player mode returning and more collection stuff. So if the game looked exactly the same as Gran Turismo Sport, personally, that wouldn't bother me. I know it bothers some people. GT Sports on a base model PS4 can still look incredible. And runs so smooth and sweet. Like, it's as stable as you can be. It's like a, a pinup for what you can do when you're making a game for one set of, like, hardware chips and you're optimizing just for that because it punches above its weight. So, yeah, if GT7 on PS4, like you say, is identical to that but has the career and plays online with someone on PS5 who gets, like, enhanced visuals and uh, adaptive triggers and... 3D audio and all this lovely, nice stuff, then happy days to me, as long as it hasn't impacted the development of the PS5. And I think that version, I think that's what people were, were worried about in some respects. But you don't, we don't know publicly what the process has been. And so if it means more people are there for me to play online with, then happy days. All right. Um, oh, the other thing that we should mention is that Kaz has said over 400 cars. Um, that's a large quantity, and I would say a lot are carried over from GT Sport, but that's not the end of the world. But as we've said already, there's just a load more you can do with these cars in terms of tuning and setup. So that seems to be more the focus than the overall number of vehicles, I would suspect. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Yeah, and a lot of we've obviously seen a lot of returning vehicles confirmed already. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of having returning vehicles that can then be changed and customised, and yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to be worried about. It's a lot of cars at the end of the day. Of course it um, is. So yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with all that. The other thing is, like, uh, if you dig deep into uh, forums around the internet and Reddit threads and stuff, there are a lot of people who have, uh, have grown an affinity with a set car in an old Gran Turismo game, and they're disappointed when they don't see it again. So when they announced like the Chaparral 2J is returning, for example, in one of the trailers recently, a lot of people were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Some other people who maybe haven't been into Gran Turismo will go, well, hang on a minute, where's the new Ford Bronco? <laughs> Which I don't really care about, to be honest, but I understand that opinion, and um, that is a valid concern. You know, We haven't seen any like brand new, hot, fresh 2021 vehicles in this game yet. Yet. Uh, other than the GR86 Toyota, which is already in GT Sport. But um, yeah, anyway, I've managed to loop us back around to what we've already talked about in terms of the game, showing the history of the automobile. The thing that doesn't really surprise me as well with this is it, it's so hard to cram in all of the stuff or a, a, anything about Gran Turismo games in a short amount of time. Like for this podcast format, this is probably the most difficult game because there's just so much to it, so many features, so many things to talk about um, that we're you know inevitably going to miss stuff. But that's kind of what I love about you know what I hear about this game and also just the franchise in general. It's just so much of everything, and yeah, for that reason, it's just one of the one of these special franchises in the genre. And yeah, hopefully, this game does live up to the hype. Yeah, and. I think we have actually been okay. We're excited for this, but we're excited for every new racing game that comes out. Like that's our that's our job and responsibility and our genuine passion and interest. So there's that element, and I think we have gone through some of the concerns as well going into this game. But overall, I'm also uh, looking forward to it. I think so far from the footage, it, it visually looks great, but also the small little snippets we get 
are exactly what a, a Gran Turismo player from the past would like to see. And hopefully it also gets in some new Gran Turismo players because, let's be honest, the PS5 has been selling by the boatload. You still can't get them. I know there's probably some controversy. Was, oh, are they doing it just for a PR stunt? But the sales figures don't lie as well. I think they just released another couple million sold. So hopefully this is a really popular Gran Turismo with a thriving community. And on my words, that tips and tricks article and video is going to be a nightmare to write and create. <laughs> but we're up to it and we'll do it. So basically, there's going to be more Gran Turismo news because it releases on the 4th of March, 2022, which is uh, four or so months away, four and a half months away. So we know there's going to be a deluge of hands-on impressions, hopefully, and more trailers and stuff. So basically, stay tuned to Traction.gg on a daily basis and we'll have you covered. And genuinely, both me and John and the Traction team, we want to know, what would you like us to make for Gran Turismo 7 in terms of videos and articles and social media elements. And so if you're on the website or on the YouTube channel, comment below. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, I don't know, you can send us a letter. Do we have an address? I don't know if we have an address, um, but but please comment, us. A comment and, and social media and all that, as many video ideas and, and yeah. stream ideas as you can, because I want every excuse to play this game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should, someone needs to be in the comments saying, John, you need to play the entire game, 100% videos. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and who knows if there's an endurance racing or cool online systems, we could do something together on that as well. So we want to hear your what you're feeling about Gran Turismo. And like I say, keep it tuned to traction both in podcast and the video and the website and the social media. We're there for you. Okay, thank you very much for talking about Gran Turismo 7 profusely today, John. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to, to be here. I'm looking forward to the game. Yeah, likewise. And for everybody listening, keep it pinned. See ya. See ya.